0: Today's scripture comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 18, and chapter 5, verses 6 through 15. Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer walk as the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be associated with them. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Walk as children of light, For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Rather, expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise.
1: living as wise people. Do you recall the day, the very day when you heard the Lord's voice calling you to a confession of faith? Some of you may remember this day well and some of you may not. Some of you may have repeated these words and um, made, uh, words that may sound very similar to this. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus is the Christ. And you made your confession of faith. On that day or soon after, you were probably baptized and accepted into the fold or in, into the body of Christ. You became a believer upon your confession and you said that you would follow Christ. And following Christ for you meant learning Christian ways. In the beginning, in those days, you were what was considered a new believer. A new believer and as a new believer, you didn't know how to um, how to be a good, quote, unquote, Christian. So someone took you under their wings. It may have been a pastor. It may have been a minister. It may have been an elder. It may have been um, just someone in the church who um, just wanted to take care of you and make sure that you walked the right way. Uh, In other words, I'll tell you that uh, my mother-in-law calls this learning how to comport yourself, meaning you learned how to walk right, how to act right what to say, what to do, and what not to do. You were encouraged um, uh, in several ways to uh, turn away from certain behaviors and actions and activities that you may have done when you were considered a sinner or an unbeliever. Um, In those those days, you, uh, you were doing stuff that Christians didn't find to be acceptable behavior. But once you became a believer, you had to learn appropriate behavior. You had to know what to do. You were, at that time, as a new believer, you were scrutinized, you were directed, and you were guided in how you were to act. Sometimes you were guided with a head nod, or a head nod this way, meaning you messed up. Sometimes you were guided with a smile. Sometimes you were guided with a frown. And sometimes you were guided with the look. Do you know what I mean when I say the look? When you were in church, people couldn't did try not, they tried not to talk at certain times, especially at times like communion or um, at times when baptism was going on or something really important. And if you did something in those times, it, if you were a kid or a new believer, you just got the look. You women know exactly what I mean when I say the look. Okay, I hear some giggles out there, you know what I mean. Um, and I don't care where, what denomination you, you're in, I don't care what uh, side of town you were on, it doesn't matter what your cultural background is, I think everybody knows exactly what the look is. Now, women do it more than men, but men had a look, too. They had a stern look or they sort of looked, they didn't look necessarily, they looked at you and then they looked away. Meaning, you messed up, buddy. You better get your act together or something is not right. And you figured it out. You had to figure it out, and figure it out quickly. So you were always encouraged to uh, walk right or do the right thing. Uh, and if you didn't pull your act together then, they pulled you aside and gave you a, oh, I should say, an earful. You know exactly what I mean, don't you? (laughs) She's sitting up here smiling at me. Um, Yeah, you got an earful. You got pulled aside. If you got pulled aside, that means you screwed up royally. So you better get your act together real quick. You were. um, told to study your scriptures, study the Bible. In some cases, you were given, given certain scriptures or passages to read, and the expectation was that as you grew up in the church, you would become wiser and wiser, and your behavior would become better. And God forgive if you backslide it. Being human, though, everyone backslides every now and then. And it is up to you to pull yourself together. God gives you grace. God forgives. But you need to pull your act together. There's no picking and choosing. I'll do this, but I won't do that. I like this, but I don't like that. This is not the grocery store where you can choose what kind of food that you want. If you're going to be a Christian, be all in. Try everything. And you can't just disown what you don't like or what you don't want to do. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Some of us may wish you did, but we can't make it. We, though, have a God who does give second chances, and God gives second chances more than we get second chances from each other. There are some, unfortunately, there are some Christians who are unforgiving, and there are some Christians who are very straight and narrow, and if you walk too far to this side of the line or that side of the line, you are very off. And it's really unfortunate, but you have to, uh, you have to take the good with the bad. There is a certain amount of accountability that you have as a Christian. Just like in the Boy Scouts, all in the Girl Scouts, all those things that we had up there that, uh, the laws and the way the character building, You're building character every day. What you do, though, is always scrutinized. It's just not scrutinized on Sunday, but every single day of the week. You have to take the good with the bad, though. You can't just, like as I say, do whatever you wish to do or make up your own rules. And you, when you live in this world, learning to live in harmony with each other, but don't just let the outside world judge you. You need to judge yourself. Some of us judge ourselves and we say, "Oh, I need to go on a diet, and I need to stop eating this, that, and the other." We want that uh, the uh, chocolate cake or Caramel cake or ice cream or whatever it is that is your guilty pleasure. We want it and we want it now. But unfortunately, a moment on the lips are forever settled on the hips or the belly or the backside or somewhere where we don't want it. And the guilty pleasure, we wear it all the time. We don't like people to tell us what to do, but we need to not judge other people, because other people need to learn how to comport themselves. During Lent, this is the time when we should pause and reflect. Pause and sometimes just look at our behavior own behavior, and we can learn from each other by watching each other, by looking at our own habits and and so forth, and learning just what to do that is the correct thing to do. Having a value system is something that is personal. Make it personal, because it is personal. As I say, you can't pick and choose, and you can't make people do have good behavior. If someone has to watch you, that means that you are not taking responsibility and you're not acting as an adult. We do not judge each other so harshly. Uh, We shouldn't have to judge each other so harshly. We need to during this time of Lent, take a look inwardly so we'll know how to act outwardly. Part of Lent is fasting. We as Christians participate in fasting sometimes. We fast thing, from things like, okay, I really like chocolate cake, so I'm not gonna eat that chocolate cookie or chocolate cake. We, try to fast from things that are our guilty pleasures. Um, It may even be something that's not food. Some people fast from things that are not food. Um, Some things like uh, I used to love um, uh, different soda drinks. I would drink my 7-Up and Pepsi and orange soda and so on. And one, one, uh, one time for Lynn, I decided to give that up. What you decide to give up is up to you. But there are some other things that you can give up that help to build your character even better. You can fast from things like hurting words and say kind words to yourself and to other people. You can fast from sadness and be filled with gratitude. Maybe you're sad about some things that you didn't get, but be grateful for the things that you do have. Fast from anger and impatience and be filled with more patience and less anger and humility. Fast from pessimism and filled with hope. Fast from worries and trust that God will lead you in the right direction. Fast from being a complainer all the time and contemplate simplicity. And here, gratitude can come in more. Look, instead of looking for complaints, look for ways to be kind. Fast from pressure and be prayerful. Fast from bitterness and fill your heart with joy. Fast from selfishness and be compassionate toward others. Fast from grudges and be reconciled. Fast from words and be silent. And sometimes just listen. Listen to the needs that you have and that other people have. We sometimes take a lot of things for granted. Those of us who own cars want our car to start every time we get in. But even cars need a tune-up. They need a tune-up. They need an oil change. They need gas almost every, uh, on a regular basis. I won't say, uh, people depending on your driving habits, you may need gas every other day, or a couple of times a week, or just go to the gas station a couple of times a month. It's good to have a system though. You also need a good battery, so that your car will turn over when you get in. Nothing runs on empty. We can't run on empty even as human beings. We have to fill up sometimes and we have to have a tune up sometimes. So take this time during Lent and take your, it's time for a tune up. Tune up your character and make yourself more acceptable, not only to yourself, but to other people. Make yourself and help yourself be more enjoyable to be around. Be imitators of Christ's beloved children and walk in love. Just as the Messiah has loved you, love other people. Look for the good in them. Don't concentrate on their bad habits. Be a great person, be a loving person, be a a person that God has given grace to. Show the world that you are one of God's own and be grateful.